And now, WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Warris, and producer Ashton. College basketball season comes to an end. How crazy will this year's NBA playoffs be? Corey Knable disabled? And how bad is that Joe Paterno movie? All of that and more after this. A young spry same per- Springfield. Same guy. person. Same person. It was his That's name. That's confusing. Why would, why would he do that? Why not just keep Cooper? Kind of a cool and name. I, Use it as an asset. I saw John Mellencamp once. Grocery shopping? Uh, Farm Aid at Miller Park. What? Farm, you know what Farm Aid is? No. What is Farm Aid? You don't know what Farm Aid is? That is that like Walgreens? It's, it's less like sweet and cool. 30 years old. It's the thing that uh, Mellencamp and... Willie Nelson and Neil Young started. I'm, to... I'm 23, and you just said something 30 years old that's right. music related. That's okay. like a double whammy against me. Another you know who Michael Jordan is? <laughs> What's that? You know who Michael Jordan is? Uh, B. Jordan, yes. The actor. Hardball. Great movie. Have you heard of the Beatles? Um, yeah, they're okay. <laughs> Elvis. I'm just saying, if it's music related, it's not going well for me. Fair enough. Farm Aid, uh, October 2nd. 2010 at Miller Park. Quite Who else was there? Um, John Mellencamp, your guy Kenny Chesney, Neil Young, <laughs> Willie Nelson, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. He, he was, was on Parks there. and Rec once. He was on Parks and Rec several times. Uh, the Bodines, who, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, blood related to the band, or at least to one of them. Who? Sammy Lannis, cousin Who is? of my dad's. Me. You're blood related to the Bodines? Well, just to one. Well, they're well, not related. Well, but no, yeah. But why are we just hearing about that for the first time? Also, what I mean, is like a who are the uh, Bodines? We'll just go on. Are you saying Bodines or Bodings? You're you're only hurting your own reputation right, right now. Just so you know. You're trying to make a joke, but people are going to think that wow, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> though. That's not a joke. Continue. How good is Villanova? That was uh, pretty good. Was there dynamite <laughs> dropping, Monty? Was there any doubt that that game was going to go the way that it did? It, it, it was. They win every game by double figures. I kind of expected Michigan their way. to win. Just because it was Just the because. unexpected yes. nature of yeah. it probably will happen. Yeah. Was that had anything to do with the fact that a 16 beat a 1? You're like, ah, I don't know, something crazy might happen. It just You just thought it might. No, I just uh. thought it might. I, I never got the feeling that any team was actually better than Villanova mm-hmm. the more you watch them. Like, in Michigan, should have lost to um, who they, the buzzer beater, Houston? Yes. Yeah, they should have lost that game. The only game they truly played, like, mm-hmm. great it was uh, Texas A&M, I think, was that yeah. game when they just they boat Destroyed raced them it. immediately. Other than that, they didn't. They got lucky a couple times, got hot against Loyola at the end there, and the fact that they got to play Loyola in the Final Four, that doesn't hurt. How many... Um... How many championship game appearances does John Beeline have now? Two, two in like two, five or six years? Yep. Two and six. Two and six. Oh and two. Lost to Louisville the first time around. Let's all remember that was a loss and that game did happen. I don't care what the NCAA says. Is John Beeline mm-hmm. the best coach in the Big Ten? You uh, know, well, I'll, let me go for You'd be hard-pressed to make a case for anybody else. And as much as everybody loves Tom Izzo... They He's do? won one title. Yeah. And that was a weird year. 1999. 
the 99-2000 season, okay. the, the year that Same. Dick Bennett took the best. Sorry. That was a weird year, too. How, how long is Izzo? I'm looking it up. How long has he been? Too long. MSU? Too long. I mean, we'll get to it with the Joe Paterno yeah. stuff, but very similar. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you, you, you can't just throw that. You can't, uh, you, whoa. Uh, you just, let's just all. You well, gotta, I mean, technically, these were go coaches on Tom Izzo's staff, former players that he hired as assistants. He, he's been at Michigan State since 83. He's not children. Head coach since 95. Yep. So 23 Yikes. years. 23 years. But he's been, Izzo's been to how many Final Fours? There was that stretch there where he was just. You know, six? it was, it was it like six? three out of four, yeah. four out of six. He's, he's like been to uh, seven Final Fours. Mm. 99, 2000, 2001, 05. Was that? It was up until like 05. Right, then 05, uh, 9, 10, and 15. Who else was in the the Final Four the year they won it? It was North Ooh, Carolina, Michigan right. State, Wisconsin, and Florida. 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 Yeah. Was Florida like an eight seed too? No, the uh, Tar Heels were the eight. There were uh, two eights, the Badgers and the Tar Heels. Florida was... Two, two, two yep. seed. Okay. They were two, and they beat Florida. Do you, uh, do you guys happen? I'm looking this up. Do you know who the most outstanding player of the 2000 Final Four was? Um, it wasn't Mateen, Cleves. No, wasn't Mateen Cleves? Mateen Cleves. Well, he deserved it though. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Charlie Bell, a close second. Ooh, Charlie mm-hmm. Bell. Mo Pete. He was on that team, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So is Beeline the best coach in the Big Ten? Who would give him a run? Izzo, obviously. I think Izzo would get it, but I think Izzo's, for his tenure, and he's done a lot of, he, he, I mean, he's, he's a successful coach, obviously. But Izzo, I think, is the default setting until people actually, th- well, let's just, just think this through for just, a, for just a moment. Beeline, by the way, he has never been, and I, I found this out last week, he has never been an assistant coach. That's fascinating. Never, at any level. Ever. He was a high school head coach. He was a Division three head coach. He went to Canisius as a head coach, went to West Virginia as a head coach, and now at Michigan. <laughs> By that little fa- fascinating. So Beeline, Beeline number one. Yeah, he's and in his uh, 11 seasons, he's never won less than 32 games in, where, at where, Michigan. Where was he before West Virginia? Wait, say that again. In, in his 11 seasons with Michigan, his team's – uh, I read that wrong. Yeah. I? Yep. Yep. I was, I was reading games. Uh, anyways, no, he's, he was, he was at Richmond. His team has never yeah. played less than 30 games. There, 32 <laughs> games. Yeah. Yeah. That's a stat. Uh, he, he was at Richmond before beeline. Number one, close second, Greg guard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm. Nah. <laughs> I know. I'm curious to see, um, what happens with Tom Izzo. And when the end of the road comes here and just what comes of this story that's kind of been put on the back burner. Kind of alarmingly so, it's just, it stopped. The discussion about it stopped, I think. Because the first couple of weeks, it was pretty rampant because it had a lot to do with uh, being at the same time as the Nassar sentencing hearing. But well, I feel like related to it. I know what I'm saying. Since then, the last month, I, we haven't heard any updated stories about it. Well, hardly. was that last week? No. Two weeks ago, that another high-ranking Michigan State official mm-hmm. was that was last week. Yeah, fire, uh, arrested, fired. Who was who, uh, who was the who was the player too? The NBA player a- that got cut. Uh, Adrian Payne. Yes. was in the G League. Just got the cut time. from the G League yeah. because his name was in there. Yep. Uh, there was a couple others. I can't on top of my head. I can't remember, but uh, Adrian Payne was a big one. And Adrian Payne, if you remember, he was very involved with uh, charity during his and. Uh, 
a sick child. I think it was his last year at Michigan and going in, or Michigan State going into the mm-hmm. NBA. Um, that kind of sucks. He got a lot of positive pub for yeah. that too. Yeah. I remember that. A lot of pain. Did Did either of you guys hear Ashton's guy uh, Rick Patino's interview on Dan Patrick? No, let me guess. He wants back. No, <laughs> you so, not alert me to so this. So let me guess what he said. I didn't see it. He was on a couple days ago. He wants back in. The NCAA is the He's actual corrupt. Unfairly. The NCAA is actually corrupt. Um, Which, if you look at it just from this lens, look what's happened with Sean Miller, and look what's happened with Rick Pitino. Now the difference is there is Sean Miller's team wasn't just investigated months prior and already on probation and being disciplined for this stuff while another one mm-hmm. happened. And I just all the all these coaches with the well, I didn't know. Are we really supposed to believe that when you know how controlling all of these coaches are, every sport, every level, they control everything. I didn't know this was happening. Every time a coach says I didn't know, pleads ignorance, <clears throat> Bruce Pearl one of two things is the issue. Either one, you're just lying to us, and you knew something was going on. Maybe you didn't know all the details, but you knew something. So now you're either a liar or you're inept at your job because your assistants, and in the case of Pearl and others, your top assistant is the one who's violating the rules and or getting arrested if you, if you pull it out on the grander scale. So they're either liars or, they or they're just bad and inept at their job. Or they didn't want to know. True. Which- I think would go oh, hand sure. in hand. Oh, sure. Plausible deniability. I think something's easy... happening, but uh, you know what? Don't involve me. I don't want to know what's happening. Look, in the, in the case of, of Patino specifically, Andre McGee, former player turned assistant, turned the guy who got the, the uh, quote unquote parties uh, for the kids in the, the, sc- the first scandal that they're already on probation for. And again, that's, that's a former player that's like, look, I'm going to do this for my coach. And Patino, again, allegedly How didn't old know. How was Rick Patino? 97? He's 65, I think. 65. I'm looking at this. Uh, 65. He's 65 in human years. In vampire in, uh, years, he's 380? Uh, 1,000 years old, yeah. He's six, yeah, 65. Does he coach again? Who? Anywhere. Who, what, what type of school would oh, want no, no, to? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think he's going to college. No. I don't think he's going to college. What, what, any sort of team, then? What team would any? Would, oh, come on. Europe, it's the NBA. Just for his name. Well, something. Even. Yeah. But there is no school president. There is no board of regents. There is no alumni base. Well, uh, maybe I shouldn't go so far as say the alumni base. But there is no president. There is no board of regents that is going to sign off, and that's what would have to happen, is going to sign off on a Rick Patino coming to your campus. And the difference between Patino and, and, and Sean Miller was just the multiple stories. Well, Sean I mean, Miller's a stand-up guy, for one. Well, stand-up and no, sweaty guy. I'm not huh? saying he's a... Not after he lost weight. Did you notice he was less sweaty after he lost still, the weight? Still sweaty, though. Like, above average. I just don't think that... Sean Miller and Jimmy Kimmel separated at birth? Ooh. I'd have to, I'd have to look. Well, I'd the, have to think Sean, about that. The, there are three Miller brothers that are coaches, correct? Archie. Sean, Archie, uh, and uh, are Bill. Are you, sure, are you <laughs> sure there's three? Bill Miller. Uh, he's a third baseman, actually. Spelled differently. That's yeah, different. <laughs> I don't remember Sean Miller as the player at, at Pitt. When was that? The eighties, nineties. You guys remember why? Uh, not at Pitt, but the, the word Pitt. Pitt Snoggle Pitt, from no, West Virginia. Do you remember Kevin, him? Kevin, Kevin Pitt Snoggle. Ali Farukmanesh. 
Uh, Northern him? Iowa. Northern Iowa. Yeah, I remember that. Kansas, right? They, they yeah, I Kansas. remember when a couple Whoa. of years ago when he did a thing uh, outside the tournament, oh, walking around showing asking, do you know highlights <laughs> to people and asking if they know who that guy was. Only one person said, yeah, you're Holly Farouk Manash. It's, uh, it's impressive that there was one person. Should Jay Wright entertain offers in the NBA? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. What a team. Yes. You want <laughs> What was I going to say? Just hypothetically, would, would an NBA team be smart, yeah. or be smart to give him a call? Yeah. Would a – I will tell you this. The Brad Stevens story has completely – it's completely given me pause to just write off every possible college to NBA coach. Oh, yeah, that'll work. That's – Fair, but like if you go and talk to people who knew Brad Stevens, the college coach, a lot of them said he doesn't belong in college. He should be coaching in the NBA. Name but them. you know, but What's you, that? name them. Who said you that? didn't, David hear, Thorpe. You know, who David Thorpe. No, is? you did I'm not. Saying, that's no, one of them. No, no, that, that, yeah. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of people coming out of the woodwork to a say that later. now. Oh, I knew it. Or now. I knew it two years Nobody ago. Nobody was saying that this when Brad Stevens was at Butler. If you look back to all the reaction, remember that afternoon? Yep. I remember. I this is so weird, yep. but it was. I remember exactly where I was. And it does. It's silly. When I heard Brad Stevens got the the Boston Celtics job as he was leaving Butler, and it, because it was just Where so was out of left field, I was driving along National Avenue, going to the grocery store, and almost drove off the road. What did you see? Pancakes in the deli display? No, at that one that time. I have been monitoring the deli display <laughs> at the Stalus Pick and Save on National Avenue, where they once stacked up pancakes. Standing up in the in next to the salami, I have, haven't seen. It I have a theory about this, by the way. I, I now, how often do you go to the to, to that grocery store? Only when I have to, because okay. I, I when, that throws my theory. Every, what, every time I go to? there, you know what? If 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 I'm looking for uh, produce, uh, I'm a Sendix guy. If I'm looking for some fresh meats. And, mem- <laughs> and, and members of fresh meats, rapinas, rapinas. Mm, what did you say? Rupinas. Oh, sorry. Feel free to sponsor. I heard something else. If I need something that's has no nutritional value whatsoever, just you know, uh, a jar of peanut butter. All these oh, peanut butters. No, nah, it, it doesn't. If I need no. you know jelly or cereal no. or Damn. something that you know granola bar, you just go to Aldi because you can yeah. pop down a ten dollar bill and walk out of there with two bags of food. Well, you got to pay Aldi. extra for the bags. Oh, you can though. do that at Taco Bell too. Uh, also a fact. Yeah, also a fact. Uh, anyways, my theory was saying? my oh, theory. Oh, Brad Stevens. Nobody at the time was saying that Brad Stevens is a oh, he's a dark horse for the NBA. Well, he, he, what he's doing here could work in the NBA. Nobody was saying that at the time. If Nobody. I'm Jay Wright, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go test my luck at the NBA, see what I can do there. Because what's most intriguing about Jay Wright is yes, he won the national championship this year, and what is it, two and three years? The answer is a two and four years. Two and three. Two and three. And the Badgers were the last team to beat him in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the last five to six years. That Badger loss is the only loss he's had in the tournament in the last three years. Did you say that? Yeah, but I said it better. <laughs> Go ahead. What happened? Look at the last five to six years. Jay Wright is far and away. Villanova's been the best program in college basketball. No one is close to it. And he's not doing this with one-and-done talent. It's not that he's not getting talent, but he's not doing it with the premier recruits. He's getting 
B recruiting classes and turning this program into a juggernaut. You follow the NBA closer than I do. Should uh, we be lumping in Billy Donovan with Brad Stevens in terms of, hmm, maybe maybe there are some college guys who can make this work in the NBA after after all these years of just flaming out the Patinos, the Caliparis. Should Billy, uh, what's your take on Billy Donovan, what he's done? I would. Uh, Too early? I would. Yeah, well, the thing is, how different is it, other than Kevin Durant is gone now, from what Scott Brooks did there? Like, Fred Hoiberg is almost a better example. Well, and, well, yes, but and in fairness, he only had Kevin Durant for one season. Right. And they, they were still running a lot of Scott Brooks' stuff, because you can't change that on the fly necessarily, knowing that Durant might leave. But I know the Bulls record-wise, you wouldn't say, boy, Fred Hoiberg's a good coach, but having seen some of those games and you look at what they do, like, uh, Young guys like him. For the talent they have there, this is a pretty well-coached team. Young guys like him. I would say Jay Wright... Jay Wright, Billy Donovan, any of these these current age guys, I think they're they're coaching better talent at the college level. Would you say that's true or no? At at the higher level, are they Absolutely coaching better not. talent? Okay, so that, that has nothing to do with it. Well, what's you different? Think Jay Wright is coaching better talent in college than where? No, no, better compared to if when coaches in the past tried to jump from college to the NBA. What do you mean? Like Calipari, that didn't work. Uh, Patino, obviously, that didn't work. Is the the talent? Those are the only two examples I can think of off the top of my head. Is the talent now that they're coaching better served for the they talent can make, in college? Yes, no, compared to ten, fifteen years ago. Not. No. And Patino, honestly, wasn't awful with the Knicks. Oh, I was thinking more of the Celtics. I was thinking Celtics. I actually forgot he coached the Knicks. Um, they they the traded time around. He traded Billups, right? That was the trade yeah. that they made. The bad yeah. trade. Joe Forte, Cal Perry not playing in to, the NBA was not his forte. No, huh? no, no that doesn't get. I'm not touching no, that. No. Uh, so yeah. So is there something different? I guess this is kind of to your point, Ashton. Is there something different now that is maybe changing three the, the, point the, shooting? Look at what Jay that's, Wright's done. That's a big one. That's what's – no, well, I was going to say, you're saying that that's what's making the jump as a coach from college to the pro more doable than it once was? If you can stylistically have your team be able to do that, it transfers I, I, to look, this I, I think a part of it, too, is coaches had more control back then. Now you know the players run the show here. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like Patino – or any other college coach to go to the NBA and try to assert control, it just wasn't going to work out. And now you go into it knowing it, the players run the show here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big difference that we've seen in the last 20 years. Which before, so you're saying which before that was something that kind of caught those guys off guard. Whoa, this well, is how and, it is in the NBA? And plus, like, like you pointed out, I mean, now these coaches are coming in to coach. Before, the college coaches would make the jump, and they are coaching and running things, like Rick Pitino, and that's why he's trading Chauncey Billups. No one should have dual roles, period, but especially a guy coming in from college. Yeah, you can be the team president, GM, and coach. That's just that's a disaster waiting to happen. Forgot about my mic. Yeah. How often has that worked out, the the dual role? I'm trying to think, like, because Pop, Pop is a president, he's not the GM, and you, uh, R.C. Buford still has most of the final say, and they work together, and that's an extreme example. But, like, Doc, that hasn't worked out at all. 
And in the past, we've seen it not How work out. How has that not worked out at all, though? For Look Doc? at where the Clippers were in the 90s to what the Clippers have been since Doc has been there. They don't have championships, but this was the biggest laughing stock in basketball. You're underestimating, uh, you're underestimating the role that Vinny Del Negro played in their ascent. And Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> That's right. You forget mm-hmm. about that, too. Yeah. For a reason. Um, I, but the Clippers, if you ask them to say, yes, they're different, far and away they're better. They've got a better ownership now, all that stuff. But they're still the little brother of the Lakers well, who again, are though, garbage. You, you weren't alive to witness those Clippers teams no, of you're the right. 90s you're that right. were a complete joke. You're right. Uh, that's my basis is, is recent memory. Did you see the stat last night that this is the first year since 74 oh, yeah, or 76? No, j- just L.A. Yes, and New York. York. Not and even Chicago. Chicago. I don't know if Chicago was Chicago lumped in there was or not. There too, yeah. Was it? Yeah. That's fascinating. I, I did not think about that. And, and I no honestly, teams I, from those cities in the right. playoffs. I, I had forgotten about the fact that the Clippers were not in the playoffs this year. And that, well, up until what? Two, a day or two ago, uh, yeah, they got eliminated. But that, that kind of was why I was thinking, like, the Clippers, yes, they've made the playoffs. They've had success, but they haven't been past the second round. Again, I mean, look at – if you would have told Clippers fans that 10 years ago. Okay. Not, but, well, from that point, 10 sure. years prior. Yeah, the fans 10 years ago. But, but then it your expectations can get higher. Right, then that it can evolves change. To, You're not constantly comparing it to, well, 10 years ago, I'd be happy with where I'm at now. Uh, I don't like that. Real quick, before we get – we're going down to NBA. Let me just – I want to ask you guys this question with college basketball. We'll, we'll end on this. How will this year's tournament be remembered? Rank Oof. these three. Villa, Villanova just steamrolling to the title game. Loyola Final Four. Sister Jean and all that stuff. Cheer up, Sister Jean. Or UMBC <laughs> knocking off Virginia. Rank those three. Or, in terms, no, no, no. Would you remember Virginia, Virginia losing? Is what the narrative is going to be. No. Yes. No. Yes. UMBC will be more memorable than, oh, it was Virginia they beat. Mm, I I'd be hard pressed to agree with that. I think it, even next year, I think when we talk about this, it's it's going to be. Remember when Virginia, Virginia lost? lost? I, I know, I know. It's just you're just literally just flipping the words. I just think people's their minds are first going to go to remember when Virginia lost. So that's yours. That's going to be mine still. What's though. yours? Yeah, option D. Boring. Yeah, this was a very bad tournament. Oh, bad. Well, how do you? And you, you know, I don't love college basketball. It was I don't know bad. if it was bad. It was boring's probably a fine word to say, this but was bad. It was Villanova watching them play. That was fine. The Loyola thing, if you get into that, that's fine. But I overall, boring is probably a better word than bad. What would have made it more entertaining for you? Less upsets. Arizona not losing right away. But there weren't that many upsets. That's the misnomer. People think of the Loyola. In bad spots. And you think of UMBC. But if you look at the numbers, and it was Jay Billis did a great job of breaking it down, especially through the first round or the first weekend, the first two rounds. There were not that many upsets compared to past years. This was not the year of the upset, as people would like to believe, because you have a 16 over the one. Well, it was still one half of the bracket was loaded with upsets, and the other one was pretty much chalk. Yeah, So it'll be boring. So you you won't remember this tournament. I'll remember Virginia losing. I think we'll all remember Sister Jean, unfortunately. That's an interesting comment. How many tournaments do you remember? (laughs) What? (laughs) Unfortunately... Uh, en- enough, enough. It's not her fault. She didn't even stay for the game. She left. Well, she oh, has to right. get out of there before <laughs> the crowd starts rushing her. <laughs> Trampled. Well, she filled out multiple brackets. Well, she's not an idiot. Well, 
<laughs> She's a basketball debatable. fan. Oh, I got us going to the Final Four in bracket 17. The other ones, she had 32. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get and out this of the is round fact. of 32. She filled out at least two, and one of them, mm-hmm. she had her team winning. The other, okay. she didn't. That's Sister J. Right. Uh, ratings, by the way, for the NCAA tournament, down oh. from last year, but up from 2016. They were the... They tied... 2016 is the lowest average for the event at a 5.7, uh, but the tournament averaged 9.7 as a whole. The in- what about the final four? Thing. The well, here's what I can tell you uh, from what I'm reading from Sports Media Watch: the Villanova Michigan National Championship was the most watched game of the tournament with 16 million viewers, only tied as the highest rated, uh, which was matching Kansas Duke and the Elite Eight. That's of this year; it only averaged as the. Third highest. Can you name the the four teams in the Final Four last year? Ooh, I like this. All right, last year. Mm. North Carolina beat Gonzaga in the championship. I forgot about that already. I forgot about Gonzaga. Uh, Oh, South Carolina made the run. Frank Martin. Frank Martin. Scary man. I believe that banner's coming down, but they did. Was Duke in the Final Four last year? No. Gonzaga beat South Carolina. Mm. North Carolina beat. I'm blanking on that one. Oregon. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and they're going to be good next year. Jordan Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't remember. There's a, there are many times in tournaments I don't remember the Final Four. I don't the champion fifty fifty if I remember it or not. But I I just I think what do you remember most about tournament? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like you remember George Mason. You remember VCU. Sort of. You remember a, t- a team doing if, if something. It, if it was your team making right. the final four, that you remember too, yeah. your team. You remember a player, which is usually tied to a moment. Farouk Manesh, you mentioned mm-hmm. NIU, or um, or you and I rather. Um, yeah, the, if if your team makes a run, you remember your team. Otherwise, in general, fans remember a team doing something like a Loyola, like a George Mason, Mason, like a VCU, like a Wichita State. Or you remember a player in a moment, Bryce Drew, the shot, stuff like that. Hmm. The tournament's weird. The, the NCAA tournament is the most, although popular when it comes to all the postseason, you know, formulas, it is the most unfair of all of it. It is the most unfair. In a society where we talk about, that's not fair. Ah, that's not fair. We, we should be equal. No, the NCAA tournament is the most unfair of all championship crowning formulas across the sporting world. The most fair, obviously, is a best of series. Sure. Now, go, the being the most unfair is that because they don't get to choose their seating. Like to start with no, no, that. No, I just mean just you get outcome. Well, Virginia, you were the best team all season long, and because your worst forty minutes came in your tournament. Your season is over and you didn't win. That's not fair. That's not fair. Best of sevens are fair. I agree with that. Because then at least you can game plan and game to game. You can adjust. I mean, if you really want to boil it down, it, it, it's not a fair system at all. Do you talk about fair? Miss best of five. For the NBA? I honestly, well, shock, shock. Uh, I don't remember oh, the best of fives. Wow. This is too. I, I don't a remember. list of four things so far today that. I That's it? Only four so Ashton, far? what are your thoughts? Uh, I was a fetus then. Okay. Uh, I, I yes. was not born, but I don't think I'd like uh, it. I was a zygote. 
Yeah, I don't remember best of five. I, I prefer best of seven because I love basketball and I want to watch more of it. But honestly, I don't know if it, if it makes a difference to viewers who remember both. I remember the best of five, that Bucks Pacers series in uh, 20, two years in a row. 2000. Yeah. yeah, two years. They were making that ascent. I think the first round should go back to best of five. Swept with three competitive games. Mm-hmm. The following year it goes five, and it was that Travis best shot. Otherwise, the Bucks would have been the eighth seed to knock mm-hmm. out the Pacers. The Phoenix Suns and Lakers, that one. The year the Suns went to the finals, and they were down 0-2. Now, how many eight, Lakers? How many eights have beaten a one now in the NBA? The three. The and Nuggets, they, the Warriors, and the Knicks were and the, an eight seed in the strike in the lockout year. Do you remember the 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 We Believe Warriors beat the, the Mavs? Said. I didn't hear you say Warriors. My bad. My headphone didn't work. You have to put it on. It was Don Nelson's Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. A bit, yeah. Well, it was, Baron, was the Baron yeah. Davis's Warriors, but it was, well. it was Stack Jack's Warriors. Oh, have you ever go back and watch a highlight? Real of of that team of Baron Davis alone. Baron Davis, I, I do not remember how good he was. He was, was really Monte freaking good. Yes, that would have been the beginning of the Monte era in Golden State before he came to the Bucks. Where did Baron Davis hey, go to Donald college? Foil, UCLA. UCLA. He was on the uh, the yeah. Final Four team. Uh, I don't know about that. Speaking of banners that no longer <laughs> hang, Donald Foyle on that team beat Dirk's Mavs. Uh, I think the playoffs this year in the NBA, I think, is going to be the most crazy that we've seen yet. I think Meaning at, what? at least three lower seeds are going to win in the first round. All told. I mean, both conferences. Three both total. Conferences. You, I'm, I'm in on that. I, I don't know if we think it's the same ones, but I, I, this, this has been a weird year. I just think something's going to happen. Well, as as we tape this, we don't know the final seeding order yet. But who are the teams that you are saying? Oh well, I mean, come on. We don't know what this what the matchups are, but at, look the way the way that parity is now, where the Celtics, when they're fully healthy, are very very good. The Raptors are playing very good. Let's see them do it in the playoffs. And the past month, they haven't been great. But then you have a lot of teams lumped in that are basically the same or very similar. Okay, who are the teams? Okay, I realize we don't know the matchups, but who are the teams ripe for the Uh, picking? Look, I'm trying to help you out, but our Wi Fi is terrible here. Uh, So, do you want me to just go run through eight? So, let's just go through what the matchups would be today with basically two games left for every team in the NBA. You would have the Raptors, Wizards. I'm not sleeping on that one. Bucks and Celtics, mm-hmm. Heat and 76ers, Cavs and Pacers. The only one that I would say I feel more than 70% confident a team would win is the 4-5 between Cavs and Pacers. Yep. There's, I mean... I don't give the Pacers maybe five games, maybe six if they're lucky. I don't see that going very in far. In the West, you have the Rockets and Timberwolves. Still think the Rockets will win, but Jimmy Butler back. That could be interesting. The Thunder and the Warriors. Spurs and the Blazers and the Jazz and the Pelicans. Uh, Spurs, Blazers, Jazz, Pelicans, I think are going to be probably the the series that have the weirdest things happen. 
Like the Jazz at times are the best defensive mm-hmm. team in the NBA with Rudy Gobert, who could win Defensive Player of the Year. We'll see. But uh, if they're firing on all cylinders, that team is real fun to watch. And the Pelicans are just Anthony Davis right now, and maybe Drew Holiday hitting a couple threes. Does Quinn Snyder get enough credit no. for what he's doing out no, there? He's no, not. No. Nobody ever talks no, about just, him uh, at all. He'll, he'll finish top five, I think, probably top three, maybe in Coach of the Year. I do not think he'll finish top three. Who who would be the top three? Say Dwayne. Brad Casey? Stevens is winning it. I've mm, I've Dwayne heard a lot Casey, of Dwayne Brad Casey Stevens talk. is absolutely he should win Coach of the Year. Look at how many games he's had without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Brad Stevens is the Coach of the Year. Uh, Brett Brown is going to get a lot of mention. Nate McMillan is going to get a lot of mention. In the West, Dan Tony, just for what they've done, is going to get a lot of mention. Don't scoff at that. That's I how it happens. I don't think he has gotten a lot of recognition, though. I don't think Quinn Snyder finishes top five. Terry Stotts will get more than Quinn Snyder. Hmm. I, I'm going to say uh, Quinn Snyder finishes five. I know there's there's the thing though there's a lot of there's a lot of coaches. I, I why I don't know why that's a, such a, a throwing a just throwing something at the wall. It's they've done a lot. They had to implement a whole new system with a rookie. I don't know about a they whole they had system. they had they had Rudy Gobert missing for twenty something games. They lose uh, Gordon Hayward. I, they've done a lot, and the fact that they were they were what fifteen games under. They lose one point? Gordon Hayward, but they have a rookie that has basically been eighty five percent of what Gordon Hayward was. Is he? I love Donovan Mitchell, but is he? Is he? Is he near the same as Gordon Hayward? Absolutely. Mm. Is Quinn Snyder the most successful Coach K disciple? Would success mean just being successful in the NBA or winning? Just success, in the NCAA? period. Close second. He didn't Joe. do much at. <laughs> he didn't do much at Missouri. Well, I don't know. Sorry, I, mean, I just. That's the last time reasons. I remember Quinn Snyder before his time with the Jazz. And what he did at Missouri is wiped from the record books. Is it not? Is think, that wiped I, too? I think there was Quinn he Snyder left got them in, in trouble. Cloud of scandal, didn't he? Hmm. I just remember Steve Novak raining threes no, over them on their way to the. I, I don't, I don't know about Mizzou. Maybe that was during or the. He, um, or, or was he like fraternizing with coeds? I know Larry Eustace is the most oh, yeah. famous, but did Quinn Snyder have that too? We we're just slandering this man's name so bad. <laughs> I'm trying to to find it. There, there, there. Frank Hayes got uh, Missouri in trouble. Uh, it, May 2004, Quinn Snyder was named in 17 allegations as part of an NCAA investigation over recruiting violations, uh, centering on improper gifts to guard Ricky Clemens, and the program was placed on a three-year probation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that November, pick a different kid, man. Pick a better player. And then he he then resigned in 2006, which is in the middle of this probation period after a 26 point loss to Baylor mm. that dropped them to 10 and 11 on the season. Man. To Dave Bliss's Baylor yeah. Bears. Well, there's a couple of winners on the sidelines. Yeesh. Uh, after his resignation, Quinn Snyder accused Missouri Athletic Director Mike Alden of sending Gary Link, a basketball analyst and assistant to Alden, to inform him. The missing he would be link. fired. You know, he was informed by a broadcaster. Baylor is, is Baylor the only school that can really have a hold my beer contest between Ooh. football and basketball <laughs> coach on who is the worst human being? Consistently. Yikes. I mean, Dave Bliss covered up 
<coughs> murder. murder. So Art Bryles covered up m- repeated sexual dozens assaults. and dozens. Right. Yikes. It's close, but I'll I'll give it to Dave Bliss <laughs> because again, we're talking about murder. I feel like Baylor doesn't get enough crap from people. As, as much as they get, they don't get enough, maybe. Because they're buried down in Texas. They're in the it's middle just, of the Big 12. Well, it's, look, it's when you say Waco, you think David Koresh. That's more true. Baylor. When, uh, when, well, again, when he you wasn't think, alive right. for it. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. If it weren't for David Koresh, Baylor Athletics would get a lot more heat. Are you Googling who David Koresh is right now? No. I went to the site. Of the Branch Division. Three, four years ago. It is one of the creepiest. There's like, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's, 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 who, it's who we thought I was. You go driving was. out. It's a couple miles yeah. just outside of town, if you will. Yeah, it's out there. And it is just a barren road. I mean, the, the building is long since, well, it, it's, I mean, it's burned down. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's no longer there. Um, but they have a little uh, little memorial. It is a creepy, creepy drive. They have a memorial, well, for all the people who died in it. Well, you have to memorial. There were children there for crying out loud. What are you anti? No, let's not even go there. Speaking of which, uh, the Paterno movie. Speaking of which, oh. speaking of just horrible well, did, people. Did, you, and, did yeah. you see the the Baylor documentary that came out on Showtime? I didn't know they made a Baylor last documentary. Year, I think it was. It's really good. It Better. is really good. Mm. About Art Bryles and everything he covered up and everything he was aware of. And Art Bryles, just the way he answers, Art Bryles is featured prominently in answering questions and the answers he gives. He does do a lot of, he did do a lot of media at the time of this stuff. Now think about it. I would highly recommend it. It is something else. And and you saw this, uh, the HBO Paterno movie recently, right? It released last night? I told you that this morning. Okay, well, just making sure. Jesus. Try to bring it up more naturally. Why? It's a podcast. Who cares? Not good. Not very good. Al Pacino, thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs in the middle. Okay, yikes. For okay. I expected thumbs down. Justin Garcia gives it a strong it's mess. Just all over the place. And I would much rather see an exhaustive documentary on mm-hmm. this than a fictionalized, here's Al I'm Pacino so- playing the same character he always does, but we're putting him in makeup to look like Joe Paterno. I'm surprised we haven't. Had that yet? Well, didn't the the paternal family participated in one? Was that the the Happy, the Happy Valley? Valley? I I did not make it through. I made it about halfway I didn't through even it. Started because no. it just. I mean, like an actual factual, unbiased, not one sided. Here's just what happened. You know what astounds me most is, well, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of astonishing things in that, but the fact that Joe Paterno was 84 years old and still coaching. You didn't know that, or just well, how much coaching was that, he doing? But you for, like, oh god, this guy was eighty-four and he's still out there. Picture all the eighty-four-year-olds you know. That's not many. Now okay. say, all right, go run the Wisconsin Badgers. Well, how do you think that? How does Barry Alvarez? No, you know who's up there? Uh, Kansas State. Bill Snyder. Oh, Bill boy. Snyder's in his eighties. How old is he? Let's get Matt Pauley on the line. It's happening. He's seventy-eight. 70. He looks like he's 84. Like to me, 70 is the doesn't look good. You know what? Once you, once you hit 70, I'm sorry. I feel like it should be lower than 70. I'll give you 70. Mm. I'll allow 70. But after that, I mean, I mean, like we're not trying to be ageist, but if you're really old, maybe back I'm trying off. To be ageist. Maybe I mean, back off. How do you relate to kids that are 
in Joe Paterno's case, 60-some years younger than you. You have assistants that do that. And that's the problem with Joe. That Look at the, the assistants he had. Mm. It's Nitwit Sons and Others. Jerry Sandusky. Mm. Not a good movie. I mean, certainly worth checking out. I only looked at a few reviews that said, factually, it's eh, about like 70% holds up. It's just all over the place. Uh, I'm I'm looking at IMDb, the ratings. There's 337, an average of 7.1. Uh, 87 of those 337 were a 7 rating out of 10. So everyone seems to agree that eh, well, it and, was better than well, average, and, but and not I, good. I remember this at the time. But and maybe Joe Paterno was not fully aware of everything that went on, even though, I mean, a bulk of it was at least brought to his attention. But the argument, I remember this at the time, and they, they portrayed throughout the movie, the argument that the family made throughout this whole thing was, why is it just me you're coming after? Not, oh, I, we could have done things better, but it's, well, why aren't you going after the school? Why aren't you going after this? Why aren't you going after that? Why is it just me? Which is fair, but again, it should be everyone involved. Uh, when it's something like that. I it mean, should it should be equal to everyone. Like, it should all be bad, and you should rain hell on everything well, then. But the problem was in the football program. Sure. So, what? They said that there sh- it should have gone to the president. The president, the, the athletic director. Well, it did. Graham Spaniard was yeah. brought down by it all, well, too. Three of them. Were, and mm-hmm. didn't it just wrap up like a year ago? Uh, Yeah, sounds about right. I just. What's the path here for Baylor, then, at this point? Because that stuff's not wrapping up anytime soon. Uh, who who came in after Joe Paterno? Uh, he, uh, Texans coach. Uh, it was Bill O'Brien. Bill yeah, O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Who did. As good a job, I, I remember considering re- the circumstances, reading yeah. a lot out of there, and and just that he said the right things because it's it would be real easy for a successor to Joe Paterno coming in after that chaotic mess to come in and and be defensive or brush it off and say that happened before. We're not talking about that. I remember, I just remember anecdotally Bill O'Brien doing a really good job when he addressed it, and he addressed it a lot, doing a really good job of balancing. Football with saying the right things for the community, for those victims, for others there on for, for the students on the university who obviously his reputation was was taken down by it all as well. He did a really good job for them, and not nearly as annoying as James Franklin, <laughs> and propelled himself to an NFL job, mm-hmm. another NFL job. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed by James Franklin. He, he he does look maybe not he's borderline punchable face. That's- Wow, I wasn't going to go physical violence. I was going to condone that. That's just the face. More annoying Big Ten football coach. Ooh, this is a good one. I like this. James Franklin or row the boat guy. (laughs) Are you guys both out on him? P.J. Flacco. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm not. His shtick will be good enough to get Minnesota competitive again Mm because they haven't been competitive in a long time. His It'll shtick. be good enough to get Minnesota to eight and nine wins, yeah. And then maybe they'll maybe it. maybe they'll get to a Big Ten title game if things go right for them. Maybe the Badgers he'll and Nebraska up, yeah. have an injury riddled yep. year. They just have yep. a down year, yep. and I don't think that necessarily. And then he'll end Wisconsin. up bouncing around between MAC teams and mm-hmm. getting them to the MAC championship game repeatedly. Or no, I was going to say he'll he'll get a bigger job, quote unquote, bigger job. Leaving Minnesota, and then he'll just flame out there, come back. Right. He, he, he's a mm. mid-major, quote-unquote, mid-major coach 
a really good mid-major coach. I just that shtick works, and it works more in college than in the pros. But it has a shelf life. I'm sorry, Anthony Scaramucci, co-executive producer of the Joe Paterno film. No, yes, you sure it's the same Anthony Scaramucci? I am 100. percent Did he have HBO's a role? HBO's Paterno credits former White House communications director Anthony Scaramucci as co-executive producer. Uh, did he Mooch. have a role in in the no. movie? He's he was an executive communi- producer, so he could still have a role. He was communications Smooch. director for the Paterno family. All right. <laughs> what? So bad. Next. So, yeah, check it out if you want, but, uh, you know, not the greatest. Not the greatest. How is Joe Paterno remembered? Uh, not good. Not, well, not, what, not what, well. Was, what was the timeline of when he passed, too? Wasn't it within months? I would say less than a year, yep. From when he was fired or whatever, resigned, whatever it was. Uh, he was fired. They show, I don't know if this is one of the 70% roughly of things that were accurate, but they show his firing in the film where somebody from the board of trustees shows up to his home, hands him an envelope, and the envelope has... Call this number, he calls, and they tell him over the phone, you're fired. That doesn't seem... I don't feel bad for him. No. That, uh, that, that seems par for the course in this case. That was a scandal that will always be at the top of the byline for Joe Paterno. You think Joe Paterno... You I think, think rightfully Sandus, so. You're not living that one down. Yeah, no. I think rightfully so. Well, That's the first things. thing. Yeah. You guys paying attention to the Masters at all? Hang Just on, curious. I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. And I know you can take this as bias. All right, just getting ready for this. Is just jumping back to what we were doing before. If they stay locked in at seven, and if the 76ers remain at three, the Bucks will go to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Hmm. Wow. Uh, I know you're very down Your on the Sixers. Path, I know you're down. On I the think Sixers. the Heat would beat the Sixers. I don't buy that. Your path is a Celtics team with no Kyrie, no Marcus Smart in the first round. Right. And the winner of the Sixers Heat. I think the Heat will beat the 76ers. You are underestimating a young team playing in the playoffs versus um, a very good, co- very well coached team. I think they're also well coached. Uh, I would agree that Spolster is a better That's coach. That's fine, but this is a team that has playoff experience. That's you're you're right. And that's fair, but I still would go by, even in this case, talent in a first-round series when it's not even like it's a close talent and coaching will win out and experience will win out. It's it's they have far superior talent on the Sixers. Well, the here's Heat. the other thing. They've said they hope Joel Embiid misses one game, maybe right, two. That would be an issue. Uh, even if he's out mm-hmm. one game. I can swing it. You're really underestimating Ben Simmons playing in the playoffs for the first time, Robert Covington doing that. Rocco. Leader J.J. Redick, you guys into that? Uh, no. I'm, I'm still taking the Sixers. I, I, I think If ten, he's out two games or more, so, they're definitely winning that So, series. fine. In this, they go down 0-2 and they win four straight if he comes back. I, no. I just, I don't. Eric Spol- an, an Eric Spolstra coach team is not going to lose four straight games in the playoffs. Bucks make the Eastern Finals. Does Prunty keep the job? No. Well, scratch that for the record. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, 
is there any case where he keeps the job? Like, where, where you realistically think, like, I think they might do it. Maybe. If they go to the finals, finals. I'm going to go ahead and plead the fifth on all this stuff. Mm. That'd be bad, Scott, wouldn't it? Wouldn't, wouldn't be a great move, I don't think. No. Okay. They need to. No. No. I mean, we'll, I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll get into the Bucks as a whole, but. No. Yeah. I, I do agree. I think they would beat the Celtics. They Not only would they, they should beat the Celtics. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I think we're all assuming they're going to beat the Celtics easily. Oh, no. Uh, this is It's similar to what I'm saying with the Heat. And Terry Rozier didn't play when they played each other earlier this My week. My guy. He'll be back. The, they'll beat the Celtics, I believe, but it's going to be a close series. They'll beat them in six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But, again, I think in this case they probably should beat this this version of the Celtics, they probably should beat them in a seven-game series. Four games, six games, it doesn't, I, I think they should beat them in this type of series. All right, well, we'll mark it down. So if they're the seven, they're going to the Eastern Finals. Nice. Isn't that what you said? It, well, if if the 76ers stay at three. Okay. So, yeah, if it stays at three. Well, here's the other thing, too. Everybody's saying the Bucks now control their own destiny for fate. Sorry. Yes, but I'm, what everyone's Wait. saying is destiny. It's the you stupidest con- phrase there is, right? You can't control destiny. It it may be the most. Huh, it is destiny. It's destined to happen by I definition of, of the word. You why control, why you do control we say that then? I don't know because it's, people are idiots. I mean, I agree with it. Oh, interesting. You'll hear it all Sorry. the time. Playoff time. They control their path. Not entirely true. It's like, oh, if you win out, you're going to be seven. That's not true. If. The Heat go one and one, and the isn't is there's a path where the three teams can still remain tied if the Bucks go it, two and zero, oh, isn't there? Uh, the Bucks going two and zero oh would make them forty five and thirty seven. The Bucks would have to go one and one. Go one and one. The and Wizards the would have to go two, two and zero. Oh, oh. The Heat go zero oh and two, and it's a three way tie. Right. Uh, Miami and the Bucks both have forty three wins. So if Miami and the Bucks split, both Miami split, has forty three wins right now. Yeah. So either Miami's getting the six seed. It looks like either way. They, unless they go zero and two, and the Bucks go two, and the Bucks go two and zero. That's the that's the path to getting six okay, for the Bucks. So Bucks. Which as Justin and I were were texting back and forth, that would be very Bucks for them to have to play the Sixers in a game. The Sixers would need to win to get three. The Bucks would win to get six, and then have to play the Cavs. That would be a very Bucks thing to happen. I don't, I don't know if that'll happen, but that would be a very Bucks thing. Well, look, if that's the case, I probably shouldn't say it. You're not. No, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if 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 they go to that final game of the season and it's Sixers win, they're the three seed. Bucks win, they're the six seed. Giannis doesn't make the trip to Philadelphia. He rests his ankle. Uh, if I was the Bucs, yes. If if you can lock into the seven before that final game, I'd say you. Not saying they're tanking. I'm just saying no, they're being a, precautious yes, that's, and that's resting his ankle. Or he does in what they, that game. Or he they, he he does what they do and just he travels, but he's not playing. But he's with the team, which he I doesn't wouldn't matter. leave Milwaukee. Just lock him in his room. Uh, do you got pulse for us this week? We're already, we're already jumping. In I mean, is there any? We're at we're at 53 minutes. I mean, do you have any more topics that you want to discuss? Um. We just kicking around. Well, I said something about the Masters, Masters, and then I realized I'm not even watching, so I don't care. You know what? I'm disappointed myself. I didn't watch it because I I, Eh. most of my viewing hinges on Tiger Woods. Yep. Yeah. And when I saw the start that he had, eh, I guess I'll sit this one out. 
Yeah, that's that's. I, I watched the end of his first round on uh, Thursday, and then I haven't watched since. Do you pull for Tiger Woods? Absolutely, mm-hmm. you do. I do. Do you not? I do not. I and and I can't I can't tell you why. I know he's good for golf. I know he's been great for the sport. He's brought in people who otherwise would not give a a, a rat's you know what about it. But I just I naturally root against him, and I can't tell you why. Are you just I feel fatigued ex- by him? Maybe I've always rooted against him, and oh, okay. maybe it's some that's sort fair. of innate. Let, let you know he somebody himself. bring down the yeah there was always an arrogance to him I didn't yeah. care for uh, I've always more of an Applebee's guy than a Perkins guy mm, so that played a role in it really? too yeah, very much so um, I think it had something we'll explain it to you later you weren't yeah. alive for it um, I, I think it has something to do with the bringing down the big dog in a way I feel the exact same way in terms of I've always rooted against them but I can't tell you why because I have no Notre Dame football. Same. Yep. I, oh, but I hate I, him. Can't stand him. Yep. But, Everything Notre Dame. But I don't well I don't I don't care about the Notre Dame women winning the national title. I, I don't care. It, it's something about no really? No. Okay. I didn't know they won. Okay. Muffin McGraw. Dare. Ogunbuwale. Arike. Brother of Arike. Arike. Notre Dame football. I've always if it's on and it's all maybe that's it. It was always on. Who are you to get a national network covering your team? I'm not a big Mike Mayock fan. That's part of it. Really? That's Pat that's, Hayden, too, back in the uh, day when it was I, Pat Hayden. I like Mayock, actually, as an analyst. Dan Hicks. So, and Pat Hayden goes from doing, I know he's an NBC employee, but doing Notre Dame games to now he's the president of USC. Mm. Nice gig. Nice. Showing your true colors, Pat. Anyway, never rooted Did, for uh, what about What about John Cena? Oh, yeah, are we are we hoping this happens tonight? We're what? taping the day of what WrestleMania. Happened? Are we hoping that well, no, John I just Cena mean, takes well, on? How do you feel about John Cena? Can't see him. Can't can't win. Sorry, he can't see him. I can't win with him. <laughs> can't do it. I I don't I don't I I I I I don't care. He's fine. His stick is old. It's gotten old. I wish he would get rid of the jean shorts. That bugs me. Well, sometimes he wears cargo shorts. Same thing. It bugs me. When's the last time you wore shorts? I don't know if I. Yes, you have. You can try to pretend you've never worn shorts. You're from pictures. You have rural Illinois. Uh, You're from the Midwest. You have worn shorts. From uh, I have not worn shorts in at least fifteen years. Guaranteed. Trying to think. Grade school, maybe. Yeah, probably grade school. Had to school. be grade school, maybe. <laughs> well, I wasn't wearing in high school, school maybe. <laughs> Scott was late to the party. The high schooler. Uh, uh, did we do favorite? I flew under the radar. I was never the cool kid, but I was never taking bubbler rides. I just, I just kind of did my thing, and I flew under the radar. Did we do favorite cheese last time? Yes. Yep. Mm. Uh, Monster was mine. Oh, here's one we have. This is a tough one. Favorite, how would I word this? Best kind of fry, favorite kind of Ooh. fry here. Crinkle cut, waffle fries, curly fries, steak fries, regular fries, or tots. Ooh, that just threw a wrench in mind. Ooh. I know my answer. The totted potato is a These tough These results too. will surprise you. Uh, I'm a tater tot guy through and through. If allowed to be considered a fry, T- tater tot one, waffle two. Well, if you're if you're considering tater tots, then why isn't American fries on there? 
Ooh. Hash browns. Why aren't those on the list? Because hash browns are. I associate that with breakfast. People eat tots with lunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm tots through and through. I'll go curly. Uh, can I guess? But or no, give yours, and I want to guess what these. Well, go ahead and guess. Was it steak fries? No. Oh, okay. Now, Regular fries. Number one. Had forty four percent of the vote. Uh, what was your pick? Waffle fries. Okay. Well, that was that's my two. Yeah. I, waffle fries. Are Last great. place for waffle fries. Second place was tots, curly fries, mm-hmm. and third. Yeah, I think that's that's about right. I guess people do love regular things. Regular I, fries. I, I mean, crinkle cut is probably second. Nice bag of crinkle cut fries yeah. from Culver's. What about sweet potato? Oh, I love uh, sweet potato fries. Yams, sweet potatoes. We've got some fries. good sweet potato fries. Just mention them again. Culver's has some good sweet potato fries. Mm. They have sweet potato fries not year round. Oh, I didn't know they had them. But I mean, the waffle fries at Chick Fil A—that's A plus. Yeah, that's you know, worth it's funny. the price of admission. Uh, tater tots are not at many places, though. If you want them as a side, do you include uh, hash rounds in the tater tots family? No, I consider those hash brown rounds. But it's just a tater tot. It's the same that's thing. It's cut in half. Yeah, squashed it. No, nah, it doesn't. It's uh, they're one and the same to me. Taco John's, potato Olays. I've never been to Taco John's. Maybe I'll stop there today. So here's the big one. Oh boy, <laughs> who was the uh, Minnesota Twin player that earlier this week an eagle landed oh. on him? I don't know his name. During uh, what the national anthem? Did you see this though, Scott? I don't think it was a twin. Was it was it a, a twin? twin. It was a twin. I could have sworn it was a twin. I believe it was at Target Field. Um, James Paxton is his name. Mariners and Mariners. Okay, okay. They, they were playing, playing the, the twins. twins. Yes. Okay. So, yes, I did. This happened. Freaked me out. On the same day, or no, the day after I had this discussion for hours with other acquaintances. Who? Slash what would you rather fight hmm. or like defend yourself in an attack against an eagle or a deer? Oh, I, you know, I, you and I talked about this briefly and I, I thinking, I'm thinking deer. I think I'd wait. Say the question again. Who would you rather fight an eagle or a deer? I think I'd rather fight a deer. I think I'd have a better chance against a deer than something they can fly. I don't think that's the answer you gave the first time. I know. That's why I had to remember. I'm, I'm thinking more. I'm, I'm sticking with deer. I don't want to deal with something that can fly. If you can get on the side of a deer, I'm picturing antlers and all, and grab that head by its antlers, yeah. you can kind of – now, if control. you're in front of it, it's going to rear up and, He's and, kick, and you. kick you. But if you're on the side of it, you can kind of control it. By the antlers and its head. You could take it yeah. down. Yeah. Be flopping around. That eagle. I tell you, the flying you man. You could be swatting. It can come. The talons. And, yeah, that's. Talons. The talons. The talon factor. India? The talon it, factor it, has it to it be. It can just uh, swoop down, talon claw you, mm-hmm. fly back away. The beak itself. Yeah, that doesn't Here's sound my fine. defense against a deer. I just cannonball into it yeah. and try to take out its legs. Could you just one swift. Punch to the dome? Would that maybe at no. least stun it? At least stun it, and then you can maneuver yourself to. 
You better knock it down. That's something you just do once. That's why I'm taking out its legs. I'm trying to break its legs. But if you can get Mm. that eagle, let's say you grab it by its wing, and if you get it on the ground, you what? That's like what a one in a million chance you're going to be able to grab it. No, if if it's going for your head, for your face, and you're flailing your arms around, you grab it. Getting lucky is what you're saying. Well. There's no strategy in just flailing around and hoping. You grab it by the wing and you throw it on the ground. If you can get a foot on that eagle, if you can get it on the ground, it's done. It's over. So that's a tough one. I guess I go deer just because if you can get the antlers, you can control everything. I think in general, you would prefer not to deal with anything that's flying in a fight. Pterodactyl, also difficult. Best dinosaur. Best. I'm I'm going uh, raptor, but what me. kind? I mean, what kind? The kind of raptor? Mm, a velociraptor. Kind. The the raptor. The raptor. Not Vince Carter. A velociraptor. The raptor. Diplodocus. What? Yeah. Look up your dinosaur. Stegosaurus. Diplodocus. Brontosaurus. Yeah, T Rex overrated. Just saying. Those arms. You get the thing on its side. It's not getting up. Can't see me, but I'm doing it. T Rex arms. Do you have a favorite dinosaur, Justin? Put that in the poll next week. Put it on, uh, put it on the poll. Favorite dinosaur, okay. You can put it in the poll. Probably, um, what was a brontosaurus? Because stegosaurus was the little guys that had the, the plates on them, right? Or was that a brontosaurus? I thought the stegosaurus had the uh, the long. No, the brontosaurus. That's the brontosaurus. The one stegosaurus is... has like yes. the, the plates. Okay, yeah. yeah, brontosaurus is the one that had yeah. like giraffe looking thing. Either way, it's a raptor. I think I think that's the easy one. Or what end. was the one in uh, Jurassic Park that like spit mm. at someone? Spitosaurus. That is a good one. Uh, didn't it? Speaking of Jurassic Park, the I've original never Jurassic. Actually, I've only seen like per- twenty minutes of Jurassic Park. Did, did either that s- scene? Maybe it's, it was the same good. scene in the one where, like where the kids are trying to avoid the raptor or something. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's fine. It's just it's hilarious watching Jurassic World, which is the new one, and Jurassic Park, and look the difference in. The effects is is very funny to me. The kids, by the way, the, you summarizing it by oh, saying, "Oh, cup of water." That's what everybody classic remembers. scene. Yeah. yeah, you simply saying, "I saw the part where the kids are trying to get away from the Velociraptor." That that pretty much is the movie. <laughs> I forgot a Triceratops existed. What is a Triceratops? It's like a rhino, but it's a dinosaur. The horns. Uh, I'm sticking with, with who was Velociraptor. who was the player that that said. Oh, uh, um, dinosaurs were pets for th- large humans. That was uh, basketball. Uh, Lakers, maybe? Was, was it Nick Young? No, no. Oh, Kyle Kuzma, wasn't it? He said what? That dinosaurs, he believed dinosaurs existed, but thought they were pets. Jordan like Clarkson. Giant Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a, a Rams player on I remember this from from, HB, from Hard Knocks. From Hard Knocks yeah, and it that didn't just believe. made me so upset. Didn't believe it. Somebody took him to uh, a museum and showed him the bones and he's like, nah, people just brought it here. What? Hmm. That's so upsetting. I, come, how why would you not want dinosaurs to have been real? Would you rather be trapped in a room, large room, wide open, with an alligator or a king cobra? Can I ask a question back to that? How did I get myself in that predicament? Uh, look, you're going to end up in that predicament if you keep following these life choices. <laughs> For how long? 
Yikes. Just so locked in a room. Any day now. Locked in a room with. I think mm. I'd go Cobra. I think you'd probably have a better chance to get you luckier. You just got to catch it by the get neck. luckier. It's hard to, to get lucky against I mean, an alligator. The odds are you're dying either yeah. way. But with a cobra, I think you got a fighter's chance. With an alligator? No, you're done. Nothing. Mm. Let me put a spin on this. What would be the cooler way to die, though? If, you, if you're going to try and fight and win but lose, the alligator might be the cooler way to go out. If you're like, I tried, and then, but you, know, you can't tell the story because you're dead. I don't really find being chomped by an alligator cool. No, no, not versus at all. Like it's very painful, painful versus a slow, painful death of being bit by a snake and letting the venom take over and mm-hmm. suffocating you. That doesn't sound fun. I guess I'd rather that than an alligator just whipping me with its tail and biting my head off. Uh, Would f- you rather be poisoned by a snake or squeezed to death by a snake? Oh, poisoned. poisoned. I mean, yeah. Your ribs are breaking, yeah, and it's poison. just... It's a horrible way to go. Poisoned man. by a snake, you're at least hallucinating. And... Uh, these are bad... Maybe hope... some good could come from that. Bad situations. A uh, lion or a tiger. Oh, are you fighting? Or same, yeah. same scenario? Same scenario. You're out in the jungle. God, I hate the heat. And you lock eyes with both of them. Lion or a tiger. I think I'd pick a lion, because I think you could rationalize with a lion more. I think Do the lion is more like, no, I think like a tiger is just going to pounce and attack you. But a lion. You could talk your way out of a lion attack. <laughs> yeah, that you, tiger you is just, not going to put up say, with you. Tiger's not going to listen. All right. Tiger's just a rational. All right, you uh, don't want to move. Neither do I. Just slowly back away. I'm not a threat. Yeah, I guess. Ah, I don't know. I mean, they're both pretty bad. Pretty scary. Yikes. I guess if you, when you put it like that, you're going to try and rationalize with a an animal that's trying to kill you anyways. I guess a lion? That's a, another bad thing to have gotten yourself into. Oh, speaking of, like, uh, animals. What do you make of this whole Brewers-Cubs thing? With the two teams Don't sniping back and forth at each other I, and... Who's sniping? What? There is Twitter. Scott doesn't have Twitter. Oh, well, so there, uh, you go ahead and explain that- it, Justin. What? Not going to have a discussion based off Twitter attacks. Go ahead. Hey, listen. Welcome to 2018, my friend. My friend, get a Twitter. So, um, yeah, so I can take part in that. So the Cubs tweeted this out after Thursday's win, I yeah. believe. Thursday's win over the Brewers. They screenshot four images that the Brewers had posted on Twitter. And tweet out, hey, Milwaukee, what do you say? How about one more L today? And had the Brewers tweeting of, hey, Cubs, how's this for content? See you April 5th when they signed uh, Locaine and traded for Yelich. Their tweet about uh, pre-sale beginning for the Cubs games for Wisconsin residents only. Yeah, that worked. How'd that work? That worked. Um, And then just another tweet or Instagram post they had where they were basically ripping off I think go it's Cubs stupid. go lyrics and Wisconsin only presale blah blah blah. But just to see these two teams, like trying, it's one thing for the idiot so fans hard. to go back and forth with each other and fight each other in the stands and on Twitter, yeah. and the idiot that's flying the holding up the L flag when the Cubs lost. Yeah. I mean, look, I dislike the Cubs as much as the next guy, mm. but you also kind of have to understand your place. You are the Brewers. This guy that's holding up the L, fan, L flag, 
I mean, uh, they're fans. Who cares? Right. The fans, the Let players fans don't be give. fans. The players don't care. I know the players have talked about the, the fact that there's more Cubs fans than Brewers fans, and maybe that quote unquote bothers them a little bit. But I mean, it's, it's a rivalry. It's, it's not even, this is a, they're trying to make it a rivalry. They as in the fans, they as in the social media coordinators, and that's, that's their job to, to get clicks. So that's fine. But the fans, I, I, I don't know why this is a big deal. I don't know who, why anyone cares. A, but who's a bigger rival to the Brewers, the Cubs or the Cardinals? Right now, the Cubs. It was the Cardinals a few years ago when the Cubs were not good. It's always the team that you are trying to catch or trying to be as good as. In this case, it's Chicago. You were trying to catch the Cardinals before. And you still are in some extent. But based on what the Cardinals did to them in the postseason, that added to it. You're chasing the Cubs. They're the best team in the division. And they're 90 miles to your south. That's the rivalry. Does anyone care about the Pirates anymore? Did nope. anyone ever care about the Pirates? Whoever cared about the Pirates. That was my second question. Their window, by the way, does closed over. That How was, was it? The real shame of the interleague stuff is the, the whole forced rivalry with the Twins. <laughs> Just because of the way they set it up, where here's your team they have two series with that the Cubs and White Sox are going to get each other, but this isn't a rivalry. The White Sox are a bigger rival for the Brewers than the Twins. The White Sox are a bigger, bigger rival for the Brewers we're, than the Were a bigger rival, uh, comparatively speaking. Still, other than the fabricated rivalry. I think you underestimate, you underestimate the rivalry, quote-unquote, factor in the western part of the state and in the northwestern part of that state. I lived up there. Okay, well then you're forgetting about that aspect. Look, the, rivalries are stupid anyway. It's, oh, it, here we go. Well, rivalries are dumb. I don't know why we're even spending time talking about Wait, are it. Are they dumb Rival- because of fans making them dumb? Because Rivalries are only for fans. Players uh, don't care. I, I think there was no, a time they, and there are still times okay. when the players care about playing players. Absolutely not. No. No? No. That time has long since passed. As long passed. as they get paid. That's, hey, that's fair, too. When it was Bears-Packers back in the day and it was... You know, there, Yankees, regardless right? of what they say to you, there is not a single player that's um, even more up for this game because it's <laughs> I the know, Bears. I know and agree with that. I just I think I don't think like has to do with anything with I think it has to do with player versus player. Players get up for players rather than it doesn't matter if they're on the Bears or the Broncos. I, I don't think players get up that. for players. I don't even subscribe mm. to that. What do you mean they get up for? They're they are more amped to try and beat a player. A specific player. So, like for example, I think uh, what was it? Josh Norman versus Odell. True. You don't think Josh Norman versus Odell that the two of them aren't they want to play each other because they want to beat each other? Like did, what, that's an example. Okay, name ten more. I I can't off the top of my head. Does a quarterback if you he's going up against sure if a quarterback is playing again even though they don't go head to head if a quarterback of one team is going up against a future. Ho- Case Keenum and and Dom Capers. He loved playing Dom Capers. You got up for that one. Packers, Patriots. If Rodgers and Brady, Rodgers knows that he's Brady's on the other side. Does he get up more for that than he otherwise would? I don't know. Just win games. Just win games. I don't care who it's against, whether they're good or bad players. Just win games. I want the teams that I root for to win games. Silliness. Do you think uh, anything will top what we saw last night at TakeOver?